This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk episode 114. And I'm kind of surprised that I got Jeff with me today. Because Jeff's got a lot going on in his life. This is actually an episode that we were not really planning to do. But oh no. The first reason we're here today is because of the John Boyega interview in GQ. But I didn't think uh, Jeff was going to be available to talk about this. And I'm so glad you are, Jeffrey. Thank you, Brett. Do you want to explain your situation right now? Well, Brett, I'd like to lay some huge news on the listeners right now. (laughs) Just want to let all of you know that I have a little Padawan coming into my future. Yes! Me and the committee are expecting a baby. Yeah! Yes! Though it's going to be soon. I am so happy. Did you register for an IG nurse droid? Um, I should have. (laughs) Because, you know, at least that would be easier to disinfect. Yep. But I I am very hopeful that this new little one who I don't I don't know do do we want to do the name reveal right okay I want to tell the move milkers what Jeff told me <laughs> which was so misleading yeah so so as soon as Jeff told me this I was guessing Star Wars names mm-hmm. for this little one yes and Jeff assured me I'm not that, willing to confirm or deny that the name would not be like knock you over the head obvious as a star wars reference (laughs) but that perhaps a more discerning hardcore died in the wool as human stock footage paul bettany would say star wars fan (laughs) yeah (laughs) only that level star wars fan might get the connection so jeff please tell us what the (laughs) name is well we named our baby my son, since I am his father. Um, your father. I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> we named him as a bringer of light, and so his name is Luke. I am your father. So no one's ever going to believe me on this because they know how much of a Star Wars fan I am. Yeah. But unfortunately, or fortunately, the name was picked way before way before yeah, yeah. W- way before i was a star wars fan and jeff you you can't be a star wars fan <laughs> name your kid luke and right. convince anyone that <laughs> that's right. the problem but here's the thing my wife picked the name that is not me okay that might be the only way to yeah. convince anyone so my my wife picked the name it was a name that we had already decided on um maybe 10 years ago wow um that you know th- these are the type of names that we would like we also you know we are um very uh bible centric yeah and so you know the the name also has vi- uh, a lot of significance so yep. it's one of the gospels yeah but either way the the biggest reason we chose that name is because of its meaning, bring, bringer of light. Yes, that is awesome, man. I can't wait to say I'm your father. We have already started the treasure chest 
of heirlooms that I'm about to give this boy. Oh, so are, were you about to open something up right now? Is that what I understand? I have already gotten and received the first item that I will give to my son Uh-oh. as as an heirloom. All right, are you going to show it? And we'll have to describe it for our for the listening audience. I have held back every ounce of my being to not open this so that you could you could see for the first time my reaction. Okay, let's see it. And in without further ado, what do you have? What is this thing? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. It's a purple lightsaber. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness, Jeff. Whoa, what? That's how we roll. Okay, now is that This is the Black Series Force FX. Dang. Mace Windu lightsaber. Holy moly. Oh yeah. Welcome to the world, baby Luke. So Jeff, the main reason we're here today yes. are because of John Boyega's comments to GQ. Yeah, wow. The sort of big pull quote mm-hmm. from this article. There, there's really two. One is this. John Boyega said, I'm the only cast member whose experience of Star Wars was based on their race. And look, who's going to argue that? No, I, I don't think anyone can. And if you're going to argue that, no. I got bad news for you. That means you're very ignorant of, of the world's current circumstances. Yeah, man. So, yeah. like, don't argue that. Mm-hmm. Everything, Jeff, that he says in this article about his experience as a black man going through what has always traditionally been a white man's world. Mm-hmm. And I say white man. And we've talked world, about this. Yeah. And we've talked about this a lot. Like, how are you going to question that? So let me just say one thing, Jeff. When I see stuff like this, it makes me sad. Not the article, because I'm glad to see him expressing everything that he's experienced as honestly as he could. Um, yeah, there's clearly no filter on this article. That, and I really appreciate that. Right, and there has been until now. You can tell he, he was a part of the machine, yep. and now he was like, nope, I'm telling you how it is. And I want to point out, Jeff, that anytime you see somebody doing press for a movie, like you just don't speak ill of the movie. I mean, the movie, the cast, the director, yep. the producers, like you don't talk about anybody. You right. just say, I'm happy to be here and thanks a lot. So like nobody does that. You have to be pretty far removed from it mm-hmm. before anybody will even make a self-deprecating remark about right. like, like, like Tom Hanks, maybe now he will crack jokes about Joe versus the volcano, but you maybe. can bet your butt maybe. that when he was doing the tonight show, to promote Joe versus the volcano, not even a wink about mm-hmm. this movie's trash. Yeah. Um, here's the other big quote, though. He says, what I say to Disney is do not market a black character as important and then push them aside. There we go. And Jeff, this is this is really what everything hinges on. This is the core. OK, I think that statement hits to the core of my frustration with this franchise, Mm -hmm. with their treatment of black characters and specifically Finn, because the hype machine for Finn in The Force Awakens is so high that for the the treatment of his character as that movie starts and and goes through, following with Last Jedi, 
and then following with the rise of skywalker all three of those movies end up pushing him into a space that is not equivalent to the hype that it was given and the lens of promoting a black person who is on, the only black person in the star wars universe for like a good two hours okay <laughs> like you know let, let's let, let's be honest wow for 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 like a good two hours in force awakens Finn is the only black person in the universe. Jeff, you know that I can actually replay the entire movie in my mind. In my head, right? How many I'm times thinking I've through. It. Who who's named a named character, right? Who has a speaking part? No, who's no black. one. No one. No one. And actually, and this won't make it better. Yeah. Only worse, I feel like I remember there being a black guy in the band at Maz Kanata's joint. Right. Yeah, you you can't you can't say nothing, but you can play an instrument. Yeah. See, this is this is what I'm talking about, man. Like the frustration and the anger that comes from I don't know, the, the justification for having this great named character and then all of a sudden you're turning them into a fool that has no clear role. Yeah. Right? That's that's what's missing is you made Finn to be this amazing character. He's he's he goes through this change in Force Awakens, he says, you know what? I no longer want to be a stormtrooper. I don't want to be a part of the Empire. And I don't know what I'm doing, which is made clear by his interactions with Rey. And yet still, he's shown as this character who has who is not useful. Yeah. And, and is told repeatedly what you are doing, especially in The Last Jedi, but also in Force Awakens, that what you're doing is the wrong course of action that you might, you have good intentions, but you don't know what you're doing. Right. And again, that makes sense if you do it once, but if you do it three times, then you're saying, okay, you really shouldn't have been in this movie. Right. And, and Jeff, I will point out that we did discuss this when the last Jedi came out. Yeah. And I just, but see, I didn't put my finger on it because there was an undertone again. I don't want to, I don't, think that everything is because of race that's you know so let's get this no i know you don't let's for get any milk milker doesn't believe that i've known jeff a long time come on I've, now yeah no, no, it, no it does not always have to do with race nope. and as you pointed out there are significant plot holes there's significant issues with the writing but the lens of highlighting that around just one black character and then bringing in a second and third black character in Rise of Skywalker, Ugh. just to just to point out that hey, there Ugh. actually are other you know right. African Americans or black people in the universe, but yeah, they also will not be given good roles. And on top of that, certain stereotypes will be enhanced. Yeah, it's like come on now, Jeff. And Jeff, yeah. the only thing that I'll say about that that actually maybe goes even further than he was. So I, I mentioned this to you off air. I think that in the article, he seems to give JJ a little bit more. He gives him a. He does give him a pass. He gives JJ a little bit of a pass, but see, the the problem to me is, I don't I don't think he deserves a pass either. So let's go back to the crux of this, right? Because to yeah. me, here part of the problem is, and this is I'll say this in a positive note to start. Mm. I think this is why you need to move 
completely away from the Skywalker saga, which they've Thank clearly you. they realized this a while ago. Like, please drop it off to the side. Not and for this. Start reason. a new story. Right. And not this is not why they came to that conclusion. Let's no. be honest, right? This is clearly not why. Not because they cared about race, no. but they I think they sensed that fans were getting a little tired of the Skywalker saga, maybe. Um but also because look, you start with the Skywalkers, a white family. And when you start now with a well, and not just a white family, a male dominated, a male dominated, family. right? So they so they made the switch to female, right. okay? Step, and that's fine. That's step one. That's yeah. step one. So yeah. you make the switch to female, yeah. you make her white, and we've pointed out before, Jeff, Rogue One, white female, yep, right? Um, Solo, the co lead, is a white female. Yep. Are you going to tell me that Han is only interested in white girls? Like, come on now. <laughs> Well, again, at least in the comics, he's not. Definitely not in the comics. So here's, I mean, and that's my point. Like, dude, why is it that the the comics and expanded universe and novels can get it right? Right. But the move, but the mainstream movies can't. So the thing is, so when you're still playing off the Skywalker saga, Mm. she's white. Okay. What that gives them is the ability to make people wonder if she's look and and again this this speaks to the systemic problem right all of your jedi except for mace windu are white unless they're aliens unless they're aliens right. and they're green or blue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you want the audience to speculate on whether or not she's a skywalker or a kenobi or as it turns out a stupid palpatine she's got to be white she has to be white yeah. right yep so this is why you need to move on, right? So the thing is, your decision at the very beginning was to play off of the white legacy of the Skywalker. And so that's the that's the systemic part, yeah. Brett. And so in this interview, John Boyega is not just attacking the systemic racism yep. um, that is part of this, but he's also talking about the, the undercurrent of racism on set. And... What I found very interesting from this article is the fact that he highlights when he tries to do things that are, you know, quote unquote, cultural, mm-hmm. like changing his hairstyle, mm-hmm. wearing different clothes or suggesting to wear different clothes on set. The stylist is, is giving him these looks. And this is what I'm getting at, man. There's a lot of people out there who don't think that they're prejudiced, right. who don't think that they have race, uh, racist tendencies. And they would like to think of themselves as at the forefront of, of the charge and the fight. But things like this are the reason why you know that racism is still ingrained in this country. Right. Because the stylist basically let him know that, you know, that's probably not a good decision. You shouldn't be highlighting your African-Americanness or your blackness yep. on set yep. in this character. Like, why on earth would it be an issue for Finn to have dreads in a Star Wars universe? Are you freaking kidding me? Jeff, not not, not even, okay? Not I, even dreads. Like, after, no, 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 but it's worse than that because it wasn't Finn. Like, I, yeah. what he's describing in the article is John Boyega. Right. It's, it's not okay for John Boyega to go out on a press tour with dreads. Like, that like are you kidding me? The stylist had an issue yeah. with. Now, Jeff, I do want to point something out, right? Because... Yeah. You don't. I don't want to weaken the case against Disney by attributing something else to them. So this, 
if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I believe in the article he says this is a hi- a stylist that he hired, right? Okay. So this wasn't. There's a Disney problem to be sure. This Absolutely. one part of it was not a Disney problem. This oh, was okay. a general right. underlying racism problem. Again, yeah. I just want to point that out because. And so this is out there though. Right. right? So it's it's like and and this is Jeff. This is totally true. I mean. There's a lot of white people or or any race, right? No, it's, it's not just what. Yeah, it's it's everybody. Where yeah. you say like I'm okay, I, I like black people. Mm-hmm. If they look, I've got if, black friends. If they act like white people, yeah, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I think this is the problem that you're talking about here. Is like, yeah, John Boyega, you're cool. Like as long as you act the way stay in your lane we want yeah exactly yeah. stay in your lane and, and do like this is the stuff that you see all the time and then when you see the the unrest that's going on in this country yeah this the the frustration and anger comes from not only are people being told to stay in their lane but even when they stay in their lane they're still mm-hmm likely to be shot and killed right. like that's that's is like a whole nother level yep. that we're not even going to get to on this yep. podcast but my point is that it even in these small ways you can see that not just the systemic racism system of everything that's going on yep but just in the star wars universe it just highlights that the expectation the hope that you have placed on an entire community by highlighting a person of color in a very public and prominent role in your franchise and then to slowly but surely put them off to the side yes is so disappointing yeah i mean it, it is it it is hurtful man and so that you know that when you see that level of stuff happening you expect a change yep and that's what that's what people are looking for. They're looking for a change to how things are normally done because normal isn't cutting it. Jeff, this is like a sitcom where by the end of the episode, everything's back to status quo. Yeah. You know, I think that um, and, and again, this this is the issue is that it was not a full commitment to change. Right. So it's like, I'm fine if, if Ryan Johnson wants to commit to the change. JJ was supposed to follow through on it then. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, don't, don't act like you were okay with it because how many times did JJ come out in support of Ryan Johnson and yep. say, you know what? I gave Ryan Johnson an open, open table setting and I would, I just set it up so that he could, you know, write whatever, write and produce and direct whatever he wanted. Right. And then I, okay. That's fine. But then follow through on it in rise of Skywalker. Yeah. If that's the way you want it to go, then follow through, but right. see that's where the disingenuousness comes. Or, and I'm that's a that's a bad word. Disingenuousness. But, yeah, disingenuousness. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. Don't about. worry, Jeff. I said it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fakery. This is where the fakery comes in. Yeah, because their spot was blown up by showing that they wanted to course correct mm-hmm. in Rise of Skywalker, yeah. and just by doing that, their motives came to the forefront. That's the point I wanted to make earlier. Is that like? It seems like John Boyega is giving JJ a little bit of a pass yeah. because I don't know. He perceives that JJ tried hard, harder than Ryan Johnson to to dignify his character yeah. and his and his perspective. JJ completely tabled Kelly Marie Tran. Oh yeah. I mean, 
It's so, like she doesn't exist. So I don't I don't see how you give JJ a pass for that. And I think, you know, again, Jeff, the thing the thing that makes me sad about this is that I see, you know, I, I avoid mm-hmm. the toxic fandom. Right. So when I if I see someone acting crappy on Twitter, I'm not following them. I'm not yeah. engaging them. I am, you know, look for my own. I'll tell you the truth. I I unfollow or mute a lot of people because I'm trying to keep my emotional health up. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to keep myself above water emotionally mm. in spite of a really bad world situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to see negativity. There are times that I don't want to look at Twitter. You know, mm. and I don't want to look at Facebook. And I, and the thing is, so I but I see people, I see the positive people who are hurt by fan reaction. I see the positive people, the people who are fully pro John Boyega, fully pro mm-hmm. Finn, mm-hmm. fully pro Rose talking about this other side that I'm not seeing because I block them. Right. You know, I, they're, right. but but it's but I know it's happening. Yeah, you're aware. It makes me sad that I, I feel Dude, like I had no idea. I mean, just to, to go with that, I had no idea that people had a negative opinion of the Last Jedi. Yeah, for like I know. a good. I mean, do you had you to had tell your me own negative opinion? <laughs> like I had my own, was, but like it wasn't. Was it wasn't. It was just my opinion. But here's the thing: like it wasn't. It it didn't turn me off from the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know what I mean? Like I still right. wanted to go see it. I will still yeah. own it at some point in my future. And I will still watch it again. Yeah. Jeff, genuine Star Wars fans. Still like it. All feel that way. Your least favorite Star Wars movie is a movie that you will play any day, anytime, anywhere. There we go. And enjoy it. Just not as much. Dude, Battle for Endor? Great movie. (laughs) Pop it in, baby. You know what I mean? Droids? Pop it in. (laughs) Ewok Adventures? Hey. Sure. (laughs) You know, so none, and that's what I appreciate. It's uh, genuine, you know. It, but it there's makes negative sad. stuff out there. It makes me sad to see the negativity. I, I feel like maybe there's just sort of a semantics thing we need to figure out because mm. I see a lot of people say, uh, Star Wars fandom sucks. And I'm like, that's usually coming from someone who is part of the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand when somebody Who's outside Star Wars fandom yeah, says yeah, it, yeah. I understand that. You know, yeah, yeah. they're just like, uh, this whole thing is trash. Whatever. You can think that, right? Yeah. But Just we're don't in come there to too. World. <laughs> and you're in there too, yeah. you know? And I agree. There, There is trash in the mm-hmm. Star Wars fandom. Of course. That's, and it's bad. And there's ignorance and it's everywhere. And there's enough fandom around Star Wars that it's very pronounced when it's yeah. negative, you know? Uh, so, so that makes me sad because I know there's a lot of good people in mm. the Star Wars fandom. There's a mm. lot of people who... And this is what's tricky to me, Jeff. And I think what causes some of the negative reaction, and I'm going to say, you know, obviously from white people is that, you know, I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my perspective, right? So I think if you are a Ryan Johnson fan Mm. and a Last Jedi fan, Mm. your instinct is to defend Ryan Johnson. Okay. I'll just tell you that. So. When I listen to what Ryan Johnson says about The Last Jedi, I believe 
he was trying to give each character the best character arc. Okay. Mm. But now that in no way negates what John Boyega is saying. Right. And well, and again, it's, it's to me, it, it actually supports it because the thing is, it's not about the intention. Mm-hmm. It's about the, it's right. about the ignorance of right. the systemic issue right. that's happening to your franchise. Mm-hmm. So I completely believe, and, and this is, this is why I still like the last Jedi. Okay. I completely believe that Ryan Johnson had great intentions. Same thing with J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. I completely believe that they had good intentions for these movies. Yep. That, but I also believe that they were completely ignorant as to how it would be received on the outside from a racial standpoint. Right. Because they, that, just, they just didn't ask. Yes. They didn't ask the question. Yes. And that's why the stuff that's happening now since George Floyd is that awareness, right? Yeah. Ideally, make that's, yourself that's, aware. How, that's how it turns out, you know, in an ideal world is that everyone's aware enough that you wouldn't make the mistake of saying like, well, we're going to put a, a black guy in the movie as a key role. And then diminish him. Ho- right. Hopefully you're aware enough now that if you say that, you better mean it. You better follow through. And that's, I think, John Boyega's whole point. It's like, don't just say, like, pat ourselves on the back. Like, look, we got a black guy in there now. Yeah. You know, but are you going to follow through and, you know, don't write a check that you can't cash? Right. You know what's funny about J.J. Abrams, Jeff? Mm. He was a promising, talented, young person wanting to get into filmmaking Um, i heard this in an interview with him with a while ago his i think it was his dad one of his parents i think his dad pushed him to go to a liberal arts school be a liberal arts major because he said you have the talent to do what you want to do you need to gain the perspective the human perspective there we go and yet we're still in this place right (laughs) which which tells you something about he he may be swimming in one direction, but right. the tide is always is going, going in the, the other. Yeah. And he's still in that ocean. And Ryan Johnson's in that ocean. And again, that's where the problem is. Now, Jeff, this brings us to something I think is very interesting because mm. And and not just that, yeah. But we're ahead. seeing we're seeing patterns as well. Yep. Right? The pattern that you pointed out, Brett, yourself, was that is it just me or have we noticed that every Star Wars movie is being directed by a white male. Well, that's where that's where I was going, Jeff. Is like you just said, you you believe they had good intentions. I do too. There's no reason, and and, and this is not just blind optimism. There's no reason. Ryan Johnson's next movie was about showing entitled white Americans why their point of view of being entitled. Or having earned everything they have, while the immigrant did not, is ridiculous. It's complete baloney. Mm-hmm. So yes, I believe Ryan Johnson had the best intentions. Based on everything else we've seen from him, there's no reason to think otherwise. But my question is this: Would he really be capable of there we go. writing the strong black character, the the character you know, like that mm-hmm. would actually? Follow through on that expectation. Do you have to have a Ryan Coogler come in to really do this? Jeff, if I was writing the movie, do I think I could write a strong black character in the right way that's not just based on a white 
conception of what a strong black character is. I don't think I could, Jeff. And here's, I, here's my response to that, Brett. Yep. If you're going to reach, you must be willing to receive the teach. Right. And, he, and this, this is what I'm saying is you must be willing to be taught the perspective if you're going to reach out and, and try to write these type of characters. Right. So if you don't know how to write them, you're supposed to reach out to the people who do, yep. and you're supposed to receive the education that that is necessary. Absolutely. The education is that's the awareness part. Mm-hmm. Um, how many how many kids are actually taught what slavery is mm-hmm. and what it means? Yeah. Like even in my own public school system, we probably spent one day talking about slavery. Yeah. In American history. Same here. That was it. Same here. Jeff, when I watch, um, we've talked about Blackish before. Mm. I, again, you, I go into it thinking I'm a white person who I don't feel like I'm prejudiced. You know, I don't even want to say the words, right? But we all, everybody thinks you have black friends, right? <laughs> I do. A lot of white people do. Yeah. There were so many things in that show I did not know about Juneteenth, Jeff. There we go. I'm 43 years old, dude. I learned about <laughs> Juneteenth a year ago from Blackish. From a TV show. From a TV show. Yeah. And I can tell you this. And again, this this isn't, uh, you know, again, you know, I love The Last Jedi. I love Ryan Johnson. And I think mm-hmm. we're both saying we love his intentions. Mm-hmm. I know that what he did do when making The Last Jedi, why I've come to appreciate the movie even more mm. is watching the behind the scenes, seeing how much effort he put into understanding the characters and putting it in the right place for the love of the franchise, for the love of Star Wars. Right. He sat down with Carrie Fisher. He talks about, the, he'd go to her house, they both s- sitting on her bed or whatever, mm. talking through the character. What would she say? What would she do? Who mm-hmm. is she? That's where the time went. Yeah. And you're right. This There was no commitment to say, what does a black character mean for Star Wars? that's and again i i'm okay brett here's the thing i'm okay with all of that yeah if you don't promote it as mm-hmm. finn's one of the major characters in this movie right which is why i appreciate jeff i don't believe john boyega ever mentioned ryan johnson's name he mm. only mentioned jj abrams name to kind of say hey go easy on him he did mention disney Disney as, you know, Disney's the company. Disney as an entity. Because, because the promotion the part, Jeff. Right. And, and they've, it's the promotion, man. They've said many times, as our good friend Brendan pointed out on Twitter the other day, the marketing is not to tell you what the movie's about. The marketing is to sell a ticket. There we go. So if it's to sell a ticket to a black person or to whoever it is, that's the goal. Yep. Not to tell you the truth. Nope. Not to tell you what to really expect from this character. It's <laughs> yeah. to tell you what to think. To get you to buy a ticket. Right. Right. And then that's and, it. And, and, and here's the thing. Trailers now fit into that category. Trailers and they always do. have. You're right. Specifically, the trailer for Force Awakens. It highlighted. I mean, dude, it was the first shot. Yeah. Yeah, the first, I know. The first shot. Jeff, I can tell you, I did a fist pump. when, like, So to see that, to me... Was, Everybody was like, this is amazing. And as a, as a white guy, this, this is what's crazy to me, okay? Mm. As a white guy, I, I'm telling you, I remember this clear as day. Jeff, it was Thanksgiving 2014. 
Mm-hmm. I my immediate gut reaction was that JJ was throwing that in the face. Like here you go. Of every racist in America. Yep. Was <laughs> I want to start this thing off with a black guy in your face, literally and figuratively in your yeah. face. We're doing this. Right. So can you blame John Boyega for being disappointed? <laughs> and here's the thing too, Jeff, that I kept thinking, reading his words, mm. I kept thinking about how many people, family members, there we go, friends, or just other black people that he meets, talk to him about this and say, man, See, you know how what? Many, how many conversations... Like that's, yeah, this is not just him, dude. That's the real right there. Yeah, is how many conversations did he have with relatives? Yes, who were like, dude, I was looking forward to seeing you in this movie, but whoa, think about this. Yeah, if you're a white person listening to this, think about you're John Boyega. You get this role, and I want to quickly throw in a slightly, hopefully, hopefully correct quote of what somebody said on Twitter which was that John Boyega is not lucky to land Star Wars. Star Wars is lucky to have him, right? Yeah. So, but now but now you get the role, you're telling your family and your friends they're so happy for you, they're happy for themselves that mm-hmm. there's a key and they're black proud of character you. and they're proud of you for Star Wars. Now think of having to go back and see them again. And they're like, "Dude, what? No, that's what a white person would say. But they're like, hey. <laughs> there we go. Keep it real. They're like, what happened? Bro. Yeah, like you go back now, like you, you can't help but feel for him, like with your tail between your legs. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know, man. Like this is this is who I turned out to be. I, I'm not a Jedi. I'm not wielding a lightsaber anymore. <laughs> you know? Dude, it's like I said, it's 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 disappointing and and it, there's frustration and you can see it. And, and like I said, Jeff, going back a little earlier, I mentioned that, you know, if, if you're a white person and you're tempted to say, I can, the, the temptation is to say, well, you know what? A lot of characters were underserved and that's true. You know, Captain Phasma was promoted, right? But yeah. there's Captain Phasma is yeah. a white woman under, yeah. under a, a chrome helmet. Right. Yeah. So yes, a lot of characters did not deliver on what you were expecting. Right. But you have to have the awareness that you shouldn't just be awareness. doing that yeah. to a black character, given everything that's happened. If you only have one. If you only have one, especially, right? And then don't throw in a second one to then link them up to the previous yeah. one. But anyway, and we won't say, even... and, and then say that there's a baby daddy in, this, in the mix. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Jeff. Jeff, they said that at Star Wars Celebration. They're like, Lando's having... Jeff. Let's be real. Watch the tape and tell me they weren't saying that Lando's got babies all over the galaxy. Wow. What are you doing? Wow. Like, does anybody read this first? I don't know. So like I said, there's no lens. And, and, you know, we're, we're going off. Yeah. yeah. I want to say this. We're going off on Disney, right? That's because we love it. All right. We do. We're going off on Star Wars because we love Star Wars. We want you to be better. We want you to be better. But here's the thing. This is an issue that is not unique to Star Wars. Right. All right. The reason we're talking about this is because it's an issue everywhere. Right. So please don't walk away from this podcast thinking, man, Star Wars is just messing up. No. No, Everybody's messing up. Everybody's messing up. And Star Wars has the chance. That's the thing, Jeff. John Boyega has a voice to use. 
Yeah. Every Star Wars fan is going to click on a John Boyega interview. Yeah. That's something you should take advantage of, right? That you have to use. Now, Disney has a has a chance has to a be the good example. You know, now the Mandalorian, I want to throw this in real quick. The Mandalorian feels like they wrote all the characters first. There we go. And then cast them with no regard. With no regard. It's as if literally, Jeff, it's like they rolled the dice and said, who's going to be this person? The black okay. guy got this role. The white guy got this role. The white woman got this role. The Asian woman got this role. Like it was almost like it didn't matter. Mm hmm. If everything Star Wars was like the Mandalorian, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Nope. It's not a deliberate effort. It's not we're going to make the biggest character black and on purpose. Do justice, right? Yeah. And do right by by the black character. It wasn't that, but it didn't seem to carry the the systemic racism. It didn't seem to carry the white legacy with it. Yeah. Um so but it now it it, it definitely helps though. That the way, right, yep. the Mandalorian way is to accept anybody exactly who can accept the code. You know what I mean? So going going forward, Jeff, you know, there I, I think there needs to be more of a commitment. Yeah. Like, you know, I mentioned the thing where I don't know. Obviously, you should have more black creators, right? You mm -hmm. talked about you're using white directors. White people are writing the things. The Mandalorian diversified things a little bit, even with the yeah. directors, right? Yeah. You need to go a step further. One thing we've been forgetting, Jeff, you know, I don't know if you realize that you and I have talked about the stable of creators that Disney sort of has Pulls rounded from. up yeah. that we don't we don't know who the next movie will come from. For example, there's Taika mm -hmm. Waititi. Um, Thank goodness. Kevin Feige is supposed to be involved. Maybe. Maybe. Right. But we forgot about J.D. Dillard, who is a black filmmaker. Okay. Um, so may, you know, maybe that's where you go with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, like I said, you, you, no one wants to think that only a black person can write from the black perspective, but Jeff, everyone has been white. Everyone. Would it, Jeff, would it kill us to have to the get next one five to be black? I mean, <laughs> again, wouldn't, wouldn't that still be only 5%? Like right of the of the total. <laughs> if if you're not willing to do that, you know, look, you got John Favreau in the stable, and that's great. Fine, that's great. Can we get some diversity up in this piece? Yes. So I, I would like to think that someday you can have black people and white people and Asian people and Hispanic people and everybody, and everybody writing stuff yeah. that is diverse, that respects and understands the individual voices of different races and cultures. But for now, like, come on. Like, we need black people to do it. Here's my phrase, Brett. Yeah. Let the Wookiee win. Let the... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. Yeah. Jeff, and you know, so, here's the thing I want to say. The other thing mm -hmm. that they have to be willing to do is let people fail. Yeah. Because if you round up the best, and, and we've talked about this before, they are comfortable with known commodities, right? You're comfortable with John Favreau because he's got a track record of success, but he's going to fail too. So if you bring in Jeff Mulan is releasing, right? Or just released. Yeah, yeah. Asian filmmaker. Some people think it's good. Some people think it's a complete failure. That's okay. This has but to that's happen. Fine. Yeah. You have to be willing to fail to succeed. Because you can't say, you can't say, well, we gave this to a black filmmaker or an Asian filmmaker and it didn't do well. Well, guess what? You gave Solo 
to three different white filmmakers. Yeah, and they and still, it didn't do well. They still had problems. And you don't stop going back to the white people. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Jeff, um, I feel like right, we've so talked anyways, about. Anyways, the point is that Star Wars can do better. Disney can do better. And and here's the thing, Brett. Nobody should be patting themselves on the back. No, no, we're not. That's there. the you know that's the issue. Like nobody. The, the the words are this is not fine. Jeff, real quick. Okay. We got a Mandalorian release date. Hey, now. This is hilarious. Looking forward to it. Because I'm pretty sure mm. that when we first spoke of season two and they said it would come out in October yeah. of this year, we joked that they would wait till the last second of October to release it. To, to tell us. And yeah. here we are with an October 30th release date. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Louise, it doesn't help that they've been telling us it's done for so long. Uh, You're like, it's and, and, done, and, it's done. Don't worry, it's done. It's coming out at the last second. Brett, should we even dignify the rumors that are being heard about this? Which ones, Jeff? There's about so about the Mandalorian. Which ones? <laughs> the one about the about the writing. About no, the no, 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 Jeff. I want to tell you what happened. Okay. This is not my wisdom, of which I have very little. This is okay. what. Someone made a very good point on Twitter. Because I'm Someone extremely with, worried, Brett. I'm, a lot I'm, more knowledge I have than trepidation I do. about this. Jeff, when fanboys mm. and leakers with their sources, I'm doing all the air quotes that only yeah, Jeff yeah, can I see. see. I see. When they say, oh, we have a scoop that it's probably going to drop during this NBA playoff game. And then that doesn't happen. They uh -oh. look for a reason why it didn't happen other than them being wrong. So they say, well, there must be some problem because Wait, my scoop didn't happen. Brett, are you saying that reporters sometimes make things up? Yes. Chef, I like to think <laughs> on this show, anyone who listens to the show knows that we make stuff up, but we tell you. Yeah. We tell you, I think it's going to happen on this day or in this month, and here's why. But I'm hey, when just I, guessing. When I say I guarantee it, mm -hmm. that's just me in my own head, man. And sometimes we report what other people are saying. We say, guess what? We don't get it right. This person on Twitter who has a decent track record thinks may this or is may what's not be happen. correct. Might be, might not be. It's actually fun. Believe it or not, if you don't believe this, it's fun to speculate. <laughs> We're going to keep doing it. We're still going to keep our predictions going. <laughs> We're going to keep guessing because it's fun. Jeff. What are your expectations? So I, I started thinking about what are my expectations for Mando mm. season two? More in-depth characters. Uh -huh. So, you know, progressing the story arcs of all the characters that already exist. I'm wondering if IG-88 makes a return. IG-11. IG-11, I'm sorry. If he, if he makes a return somehow or or that there's another IG droid. That's right? a good question. I think, that, I think that's a possibility. So I think IG-11 is done. And John Favreau and Quill. Quill now Quill's definitely done. After hearing John Favreau talk about the importance of actually killing people off, uh huh. I don't think Quill's coming back. I don't think IG Eleven's coming back. Okay, but that would work. That is my big question: is who fills that spot? Who fills the void? Who fills the void of lovable, unexpected underdog droid, or oh, character alien character? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it a Rodian? Is it a trend ocean? Here, here's my thing. I don't expect for Baby Yoda, 
who will officially get a name this time around. I think. Willie, you think other citizens? I think. I think. I so first prediction. Full on prediction. Baby, Baby Yoda gets an actual name. Okay, his name is Henry. Spoilers. Second prediction: Baby Yoda will speak. <laughs> I. I fully believe. Wow, I think I am leaning mm. towards mm. agreeing with you on both counts. Yeah, very much so on the Baby Yoda speaking. I think that has to happen. Here's where the good Moof Milkers can find us <laughs> on social media, on Apple Podcasts. Search for the Skywalk. Sky is in Skywalk. Is in the thing you cook in. Spell W O K. Subscribe there and leave us a review, please. Twitter at the Skywalk. <laughs> Disgrace Disgrace book. (laughs) The Skywalk? Yeah. I'm not using a script today, Jeff. (laughs) Instagram. I am. The Skywalk. And Jeff, tell us about Podomatic. Well, listeners, in view of my mother listening to the podcast, uh, you can go to (laughs) starwarsovercoffee.podomatic.com. I like how you decided to be less sultry. (laughs) Knowing that your mom might be listening to this episode. Jeff, I want to point out one thing about, I I want to bring this all full circle. Okay. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. You're just having one, right? Not twins, not triplets, not quadruplets. No, it's just Luke all by himself. So you didn't blow up the Hosnian system, just Hosnian Prime. (laughs) We're all very happy for you, Jeff. I know all the move milkers are going to be very happy for you. Uh, This may affect, most definitely will affect Mm. Jeff's availability for the Skywalk. Absolutely. Um, We hope to bring in some very special guests. So on that note, this is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. Oh my goodness, Jeff, I might be having an allergic reaction to the bantha egg my wife just fed me. <laughs> oh no. Well, there's nothing that some alcoholic beverage won't won't cure. Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs>